Hello and welcome to Edie Drive Banter, the podcast about rugby. Uh, I'm your host Adam, coming to you from a very wet and miserable Johannesburg. A tropical storm blew in from Mozambique, apparently, and now it's, it's just raining. Um, but in Cape Town, the weather looks fantastic, Matt. Uh, I, I saw protests in in Bloberg, and the weather looked great. I'm protesting about beaches being closed. Uh yeah, the weather's not that great actually. It rained mostly yesterday. Today oh, it's been okay. rather chilly. I've actually been wearing slippers all day today. Oh shit! Okay, maybe it's old news then. Well, the Bloberg protest I think was Saturday. Ah, okay, fair enough. Uh, but Cyril's talking tonight, mm. so um, the president, so we might be able to drink again. Uh, or buy booze again, which is very exciting. We'll see. Um, joining us also from Cape Town is Phil. Hi, Phil. How are you? Um, very well, thank you, Adam. And how about you? I'm very good, thank you. The baby slept not too bad last night, so which is which is pretty good. Is this your first pod of the year? Sorry, forgive me. Probably not. Um, maybe. Probably. 2021 is possible. Oh, happy. It's so early in the year, even though it's yeah, February happy, already. So. Yeah, happy pod year. I know Alex, Alex is just lurking in the long grass, waiting for the time to strike. You know, optimal time to pounce in, in from, from the potting stakes as well. So I know that we're also looking forward to his return at some point. Uh, not for draft, though, because that's going to be a shit show, as always, uh, with cutthroat deals, bad team names for myself. Everybody's looking forward to it. Phil, do you have a team name, by the way? Could, could I coax it, coax it out of you? Uh, nothing yet. I, I'm notoriously late in finding my... Uh, I, I, I look at the possible names and I think they're all terrible until I'm forced to choose one at the last instant. And that's a good strategy. Yeah, hopefully I'll come up with a good one. But yeah. I'm not holding thumbs. Yeah, I, sp- I spend too much think- time thinking and inevitably turns cuck. So, uh, Matt, do you, do you have one that's generally heavy metal or rock and roll themed I've like last a, year? I've got a spare I'm going to throw out now. Nong versus mm. Godzilla. It's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> oh, yeah. a... I mean, when when I remembered what that guy's name was, then it worked nice. It works when you <laughs> realize it's Nong Godzilla. It took Quite me a couple niche, of seconds so. to remember that guy's name. The special that judge might be Welsh, so we we, we think we need oh, to well be that, a little bit careful. Oh, I mean, so I need to pick a name. Oh, well, that name's got two L's in it already, so I'm winning on the <laughs> Welsh judge. <laughs> Yeah. Um, ben, yeah. ben, ben, Ben is uh, obviously living the beach lifestyle as a public holiday, apparently in Mauritius. So I, I just I think it's quite worked out uh, for him today. Um, I think ants, ants just work and stuff. And you know, Alex will join us at some point uh, in the year um, when when he's ready to kick off and, and correct me in particular about my pronunciation or my refusal to say Super Rugby. Uh, New Zealand, except using the Maori word for New Zealand. I'm sure all of you regular listeners have picked it up. So today, obviously, we've got some news. We're going to go through that now. We're going to chat about the Karika final here in South Africa, where Jake White's uh, Bulls triumphed. Not the best final, but uh, they got the results. Sands lightning broke, but the rugby was certainly wasn't electrifying. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Super Rugby <laughs> with um, a preview Phil has kindly decided to do the Highlanders the most clinical team in Super Rugby and I'll just be giving a rundown about the Brambies uh, for, for um, the Super Rugby plus Trance Tasman so first things first I guess I guess starting in Australasia the Australians have made a cheeky bid to host the Lions series because uh, 
they just said that we can host. Uh, it came from their chairman. I'm just trying to find it if I can find the right story. Here we are. It's from the chairman, Hamish McLennan. He says Australia can successfully stage a global summit in, in, in a COVID world. I just love how all their pictures are in front of the Sydney Opera House. Um, and apparently, the proposal was that the obviously the tests would be hosted in Australia. The Aussie touring sides would play a couple of them. They try to sneak in a Wallabies versus British Lions test as well. Um, but all profits would be split between the British Lions organization and South Africa. Um, so a very cheeky bid from Australia. But immediately following this, because that was from Stuff that's here today, which also owns the Sydney Sydney Morning Herald, the British and Irish Lions have confirmed Australia's surprise offer, but the Guardian in the UK understands is likely to be rejected, uh, despite bumper crowds. In short, the two options now on the table are South Africa essentially tours the UK to face the touring British and Irish Lions, or um, the most likely option, we'll find out towards the end of February, uh, the tests are played here in South Africa behind closed doors. So first things first, things first Phil, uh, why did Australia make such a generous offer? I don't know what to think of it. Sounds very nice. I mean, <laughs> very cheeky. <laughs> I, I, I think that South Africans are quite quick to scoff it on Twitter just because it's like, what? You can't give our hosting rights to Australia. But financially, I guess it must make some sort of sense because obviously with a crowd, you make a lot more money. Mm. Yes. Um, even though even though it wouldn't be here, if, like for South African fans itself, it would be uh you know sub ideal but i think that it's better than nothing so we don't know what the alternative is but um i guess australia saw some sort of benefit yeah even though they were you know making it sound like they were the nice guys and like oh we'll do it for you um obviously a test match and some other benefits would help them a lot now that obviously must probably cover you know profits but they'd obviously be hectic administration costs you know and upkeeps for stadiums yeah. and so forth that would would have to be taken out before profits get distributed yeah for sure you and know. all the COVID like adjustments the thing and and all COVID my favorite though yeah. my favorite was um the reaction was someone on twitter this morning posting yeah no that's ideal watching the springboks play the lions at eight in the morning with aussie commentary he can't think of a better mm. tour and then, then, and then the comments were all like, "Oh, but why didn't we just ship the South African commentators over?" And I was like, "Do we have to?" God, yeah, it's even worse. That's I, 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 actually what I was Is thinking it? about. Go figure the world we live in when they said Australia, like it's not going to work with the TV audience. It fucks over the entire TV audience. Actually, both the British, Irish lines and South Africa. So mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't think it was going to work. Um, but but very interesting. All the same. Um, so I think we'll be almost certainly be keeping an eye on it. That that's for sure. In, in terms of the announcement coming from Sanzar, um, not Sanzar, was it Sanzar? Ugh, whatever. Uh, sorry, excuse sorry, me. Yeah. Yes, sorry. In terms of that, uh, meanwhile, I guess coming back to South Africa, let's just go local very quickly. Apparently, there's Dubai money that's going to keep Western Provinces box in the Cape. So which is the likes of. Uh, well, I don't know if he, he's staying, but Stephen Kitsoff, CKDCB's already moved on, Peter Steph Toy, Franz Ball Herber, and there's a couple of others on the side. Apparently, this is from Rapport, the Afrikaans newspaper, they reported on Sunday that Western Province have offered lucrative contracts to all the senior players, and that an investment from a company in the UAE could help significantly in this regard. 
Uh, most of the options expire in July. Apparently, a lot of the senior players aren't so confident about it, so they haven't signed on yet. But the, And then apparently the new investment was driven by Ibrahim Rasul, who's chairperson of the union's board of directors, uh, for those who aren't familiar. South Africa is run by, in, in the majority anyway, um, across most of the provinces by the ANC. Rasul was a former chairperson of the ANC in the Western Cape, where Western Province is based. So, I mean... <laughs> The Guptas, who, if you want to Google about state capture, they fled to Dubai first. So I would not, if I was, I'd be very wary about this, unless they have more clarification where the money comes from. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. A lot of red flags, just okay. in terms of the characters involved, the linkages, the amount of corruption that occurred. Um, I'm not saying that the money is being sold is corrupt or not. I do not know that, but it's just there's many red flags. Um, full. I know you're a Lions fan, living in the Cape. That's your match. You also live in the Cape, but you're not a Western Cape fan first. You're a Kings fan. Yeah. As second choice fans, sort of. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, I think that, uh, as you know, Adam, like the rot starts at the top. Just getting a bit of an injection of money isn't going to really turn things around for Western Province mm. and Stormers. They uh, they need a more substantial like upheaval, whether it's you know at that top boardroom level or Yes. anywhere else and like you said it seems like Khaleesi who's the captain and like they're obviously their most like um, famous player seems like he's already on the way out I think Kitschoff had also at least mm-hmm. been linked heavily if not confirmed to be going back to France so yeah they are it doesn't look too promising for them with or without this money but um, I mean if they can sort of prove that it's a genuine investment and it's not some dodgy deal then I mean by all means go for it but like you say, so many red flags mean it's a bit dodgy from first glance. Yeah, no. Also, none of the box have sort of recommitted yet, even though now that this has come out. Like, so, you know, like, even they, I think, are dubious of this cash at the moment and how things are going to get run. And silver lining is DHL said if none of the box resign, they're going to pull out. So at least for Alex's <laughs> sake, that jersey is going to get better. <laughs> maybe it's uh, maybe we can think of a sponsor that's going to be even more worse and obtrusive than DHL. Oh Christ! Let's work. On, let's do that segment next some week. D, um, yeah, <laughs> so, or some uh, company that's big in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was going to say Emirates, right, but Emirates are really on the Lions jersey. Yeah. And they're pretty good at this park. And they're normally pretty good at like color color coding it with the jersey, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know no, if they just got lucky that it was red and white. Like no, because isn't Emirates like more maroon? Color no, Emirates. I'm thinking Qatar. No. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Qatar is more maroon, but yeah. Mm. Um, let's see. What else I was looking at here? Oh, no, that wasn't that. Oh, sounds off. Going back international. Apparently, the sale of the broadcast rights to a attractive. So this is quoting stuff. UK and Ireland market remains a work in progress, but the joint venture has signaled there's interest beyond traditional broadcasts such as Sky in UK and BT Sport. Uh, I think the world is changing. That's what New South Wales CEO Brendan Morris told stuff. He said there are a lot of uh, lot more OTTs over the top delivery platforms streaming now that are becoming traditional, traditional players in the market. Uh, traditional TV says I've been challenged by these guys. So it sounds like I'm looking at streaming, which is very good, very interesting. They'll never stream. Uh, yeah. 
like it sounds like such a good idea but they'll never be unless we break multi break them away from multi-choice they'll never stream yet yeah i mean just for, for those of you who aren't in south africa that obviously the, the sports rights are held about are held by super sport um and they run multi-choice and the multi-choice they have Showmax, and now they're selling a package as part of netflix so if they i reckon if it is streamed they'll try loop it in somehow just so you know drawn away from their coverage or their package um yeah multi-choice is a monopoly we should have pay-per-view in this country but obviously in terms of the satellite description services we have in south africa if it wasn't for the sports channels a lot of the dstv ones would collapse um yeah. in terms of their business models so we get screwed we've been screwed over for a very long time like super sports coverage sounds commentators actually really good that should be said but it is a bit of a monopoly so i like all this competition that's taking it uh, apparently amazon they've dipped their toe into the uk market they're buying the rice to show the autumn nations cup at the well, end of last year that's just the beginning they yeah, already have. They, yeah, they, yeah, they did already. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Remember that? So, that's when they bad. decided that northern, northern UK is part is out, or northern Ireland is outside <laughs> the UK. Remember that oh, yeah. they unified yes, Ireland yes. for us. Um, but yeah, so uh, sort of an off-topic rant. So Showmax. Um, so I don't know if I use a Chromecast, and I don't know if anyone else does. But Showmax doesn't have the option to cast onto it anymore when you're streaming because they're slowly trying to like fa- phase in their new version of a decoder that like their own version of it. So they've removed like mm. the sort the like third party source to like stream to TV. Just throwing it out there that how shit they are. Yeah. It's just my own I mean, personal uh, yeah. gripe that I've been dealing with. It, it like like Adam saying they Supersport and Multi-Choice and NASWIS or whoever the parent company are, they just want to own everything mm. that even touches any of the you know, sports streaming so that there are no other ways around it. So mm. if you're forced to go out into Showmax or even you know, Supersport, uh, whatever the online version is called, it's pretty limited. I've seen to just like in terms of the playback options, in terms of the quality, it's, mm. it's nothing compared to like the other streaming services at the moment. Yeah, because you don't even, you can't, um, DSTV now, you don't have the matches on demand, hey? Like, off yeah, posts, and you, yeah, so you don't have matches on demand, you don't have, like, different commentary options, you don't have, um, sometimes you don't, like, it's not such a problem with rugby, but with some of the soccer, you can't find, like, all of the matches, because they're on random channels, so, uh, yeah, they're you. not quite, like, um, they haven't quite perfected it yet. Maybe they'll get better, but, uh, it's not ideal. Yeah. So this is the, we're not complaining about broadcasting on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, go, go figure. Um, in terms of other news, apparently Australia, just read some quick ones there in the box seat again to host the rugby championship this year. So I'm sure South Africa will compete, but it's still many, many months away. So a lot of water has to uh, go under the bridge. I'm just trying to see here. Uh, you said five months. No one cares about that. Oh, um, Andy Merritt. I oh, know that's old news. No one cares about that. Um, any other news that you guys have spotted? Mm, not off the top of my head. Uh, no. I know that no. uh, Tyrone Green scored his first try for the Harlequins as a uh, pod favourite. Oh. I didn't see the try, but I know that uh, it was like he's hardly played, but he came off the bench and managed to score a try. So good for him. Nice. Oh, uh, what, what I what I can say is the World Cup 2027 hosting process 
has officially started. So, Isn't that the uh, one Russia probably. wants to win? Yeah, I'll probably buy the rights. So I'll take what, this back. What does it mean if it started? Like, they've started it's, throwing money at uh, um, It seems the dialogue phase has begun. World <laughs> okay. Rugby is running an innovative, this is for a press release, integrated process to host the 2025 and 2029 women's events and the 27 and 31 men's events. Uh, the approach will provide the sport with hosting and revenue certain uh, blah 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 with collaboration and transparency the higher the process three phases dialogue candidate and evaluation will for the first time facilitate bespoke bids that optimize the objectives of the host and the global growth of the sports uh, hold on let me just skip this that's rubbish oh, rubbish um, so this sounds like Russia's getting it <laughs> um, optimizing rubbish Russia has the optimal bid no doubt about it well, I mean, one of the things that they've got in their favor is like the free trains and the visa on arrival that they were promising for like fans. Yeah. So I mean, they yeah they made it they've made it attractive for foreigners. Um, I guess the main one is that Russia and Australia they put their names forward to host twenty twenty seven uh, in February next year. Oh, in in May next year we'll find out who hosts. Oh, just a lot of bullshit. After the stuff of West Africa got screwed. Um, but remember, so yeah. they, have no, said, but... they have said that they are going to be a lot more transparent with their votes. Uh, Beaumont, but... Beaumont came forward with that. God, he's such a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, not a dinosaur. Uga Monier, the former Lions player and, and uh, England player, he's called for a new rugby video game. And apparently he's received lots of support online. I mean, they do this so, every four uh, months. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, he, I, I feel like his call is gonna make no difference. Yeah, yeah. Call yeah. as much as he wants. I mean, what's his face yeah. in Argentina called for one as well, like at the start of lockdown? Um, yeah. Why can't I remember Pisha. his name? Pisha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he had a point though. Yeah, and he, he had a like a powerful position. In yeah, he the, was number two know, in world rugby. rugby. Yeah. Mm. So if you can't get something off the ground, some random. X player pundit is not going to be able to do much. That might be harsh, but you know that's what he is at the moment. It needs a concerted effort from I don't know who, but needs, I, yeah, it needs it's Dubai money one. to back it because it basically it's <laughs> going to become it's a money sink before it's ever going to turn a profit. Yeah, the filthy the filthier the Dubai money, the better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, they'll, they'll wrap it up for some news. I guess then the next item on the agenda is it's got the Karaka final between the Bulls and the Sharks, of which the Sharks came out 26-17, sorry, 26-19 winners uh, at life at an empty Loftus. Um, overall, not the greatest game. The boot certainly dominated. Lots of penalties by Yaka Paper. Um, and then the winning try was scored by uh, the, uh sorry the name eludes me. Arno Boeta. Oh, Arno Boeta. Okay, mm. part of the Jake Brigade who who got brought back. Um, so yeah, the Bulls are the champions uh, for for the Curry Cup. Um, Even watching the highlights today was a nightmare because it literally was just twenty minutes of kicks. Penalty. Yeah, penalty, yeah. penalty, penalty. Uh, the thing more important than that is that I came out top of the ERB Curry Cup prediction pool. Yeah, my first well ma- major victory. Thank you. No, thank you. Backed you backed your boys. Um, you backed your boys all the I way. Did. Out, I did. I did. Uh, that's across why the you road. won. Yeah, I live across the road. Sense, uh, yeah, I did back the bulls. I do. Um, I live across the road from Loftus. Yes, all these things. None of it are true, but all of it is true, depending who you ask. 
Um, just thoughts in the game in in particular. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hendrix is quite good. Quinnell Hendrix. Yeah, Hendrix was probably one yeah, of the few shining, shining bright spots in the game. Did he? I didn't even see the afterward after game part. I was just like, okay, I'm done now. I saw the results. I saw, I saw everyone hugging, yeah. and then called it. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched the first sort of uh, 25 minutes before the lightning stri- struck somewhere and mm. then cancelled for a while. So then I went away, um, and when I came back, the sharks got a try, and apparently the game had improved. Um, but from watching after, I started watching, and the sharks had like a seven-point lead, and then they were awful after that. They obviously Bosch missed some kicks, which will get talked about a lot but not just him like they were just playing badly they weren't mm. controlling the game well and the balls just had too much pressure in the end you know both of their tries were just grinding it up close uh close forward bash yeah. over tries both from Arno but i think and um yeah just more pressure in the end and bad sort of game management from the sharks um and of course his try was nice it was like a nice team try i mm. saw it afterwards um, yeah, it and that was probably like the highlight of the game. There was th- a three-time. Oh, fuck. I, yeah, it's a three-try great game, eh? Like yeah. I know it's, I know it's a final and all that, but fuck, three tries was mid for the score lines as well. The thing is, yeah, sometimes it's not even about the tries; it's about you know the actual game itself. But this, game, like from the beginning, sure mm-hmm. you can have good territorial battle games as well, but this, it felt more like just uh, aimless kicking. And, um, yeah, particularly Bosch's kicking was just, like, left a lot to be desired. Whether it was going for drop goals where he had, you know, probably, like, less than a 20% chance of getting it or just kicking it away when the, when they had advantage rather than actually trying to run the ball. Mm. No, it was not the best watching. I'm kind of bummed when I rewatched the highlights today. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It was a slug. Did you see any of it? Hmm? Did you, what did you think? Of what? Oh, of the game. Game. That we're uh, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but you're being a bit vague. I thought you were talking about more um, specifics. No. Um. Yeah, I, I kind of thought the Sharks muddled themselves. I mean, they had a bit of a lead, and they just didn't put, they didn't just try their killer instinct. Which I guess you want to talk about mentality. It was good seeing Fassi back, but maybe it was just looking a little bit rusty. As a bit of course, he scored a nice try, which which uh, was good. It's just a pity. I wish that Fassi in particular had played a bit more rugby beforehand. He's only he's only just recently come back, and he could have made more of a difference. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess considering the challenges the players have faced, we couldn't expect more. Really, the Bulls are probably the deserved deserved team. Um, and if you want to look ahead more to Lions, Springbok selection, the majority of the Springbok team will come from these two teams, yeah, pretty much. Sure. Um, it was okay. Um, I think I think the Bulls overall showed the better killer instinct. Yeah. I, I'm still not sure about their recruitment strategy, and um, can't argue with results. Times, uh, yeah, I guess classic Jack White. I guess my final <laughs> point. So what bothered me sometimes is. Um, especially when Fancel got the ball. I mean, it didn't happen that often, but he had passed to Stain and then he'd move on to the 12 or whatever. But Oaks were just standing still. It just seems to be a thing. They just hoist the ball and they're not moving forward. Uh, there's not men running lines or running, running with the ball or, or men in movement. I know it's the wrong term, um, which I hope we can pick up on. I know guys are rusty, but it's just it's very static mm. at times, not very sophisticated. So, um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't expect more. 
And I mean, yeah. the rugby will continue. <laughs> I think it was pretty much a reflection of the season. Like, the final yeah. reflected yeah. what we've seen. And to be honest, if the Sharks had won, it would have probably been a bit harsh on the Bulls, who have been, like, the best team throughout the year, whether it's, you know, the mm. Super Rugby Unlocked or the Curry Cup we've had in the last few months. So even though they haven't been particularly exciting, they've probably still been the best team. Oh. And and even though Jake White has, you know, brought back a whole lot of these older players, to be fair, they've also been letting quite a few youngsters, you know, like um, David Creel and... Uh, and some of these other guys so mm, it's sure. been a bit of a blend between like the very young and experienced guys and the very old guys coming back from overseas um yeah i feel a bit for the sharks with the whole COVID thing um they could have really put in a good shot of winning in super rugby last year they're looking in great shape i remember that their last game of the season was when they beat the reds and convincingly in, in brisbane uh, and it's all fallen apart, not fallen apart. It's just things have melted away, just you know, just as a result of COVID and everything. So that's a pity, yeah. but um, yeah, South Africa onwards and upwards, one could say. One more uh, piece of news I forgot to mention. Ooh, yes. Um, Scott Ferreira, don't forget he signed for the Cheetahs oh, for next. Yes. And so yeah, I saw that. How old is he now? Fuck, he's too old. But it's, you know what? He's a hero, and I love him for it. And I'm glad. I always get confused between him and one of the other Skulk props. It was another one too. I think uh, it was like Skulk Fenomer or something. I think so. Uh, it'll come to me who you're thinking of now. Anyway, but this this Skulk Ferreras, he's the one who's played for the Kings, right? Yeah, he's the one who played for the Kings. He was captain, I think, for the last at least season and a half with Astor. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's the old one. He's oldish, but yeah, um, as, yeah. But as as Anne said, it looks like uh, Frontstein's just hiring farm hands at this point to go play for the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with their uncertainty as well, it's just like, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you? What I mean, do you that's why. Do? That's why you hire like uh, stable, like just journeyman hands, like Scott Ferreira, like. You can find yourself a young prop like what's his face? What was that kid's name that we all had in our Curry Cup teams? Anyway, and you hire well, Scott, uh, Scott Ferreira to basically mentor him for a season. I was going to say Steve Sotole. No, not Sotole. It's when that other one that we found out he was like a cooking champion or something. <laughs> I had the. Um... He left already. So oh god, is he gone already? His name. So did, yeah, he, they got Scott like to replace like the 18-year-old. <laughs> uh, oh Christ! Uh, well, yeah, let's. I guess let's move on from that and then have a look at. Well, congrats, Adam. Congrats on your team. Let's just mm. say that. Yeah, well done. Well done to <sighs> Fortress Lovers. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm just going to just embrace this now. Have you been wearing your it's... plastic hard hat? With the cow horns on just around the house to upset your wife. No, no. Clearly, Does just she not because, I'm a vic- because I'm a victim of Stockholm syndrome. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't keep I any hope bulls. You don't, re- I hope yes? you don't force your baby to wear bulls clothing. Either. No, 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 it's, it's a hazard. Ren's already, poke got, out. Ren's already got one of those pink bulls jerseys on. She's got like oh, a. Oh, gosh. At least the pink one looks a little bit better. I mean, she's not even nine months old. She likes bright colors. So I guess we're training in the right direction. Um, yeah. I mean, you actually like, convinced me to become a Bulls fan. 
just from sheer uh, psychological warfare. I'll, I'll use that term. Wow, what else can we convince you to do? Yeah, let's uh, well, I mean, it's, it's only taken two years, but uh, yes, no, I support the Bulls just, just for the sake of appearances. Right, um, moving on to something that the Bulls aren't involved in, thank goodness, is we obviously got Trans Tasman Rugby coming up. Uh, and a huge thanks again to Mitch Evans from the, uh, I was going to say Rack Inspectors. He just owns the Twitter handle. Rugby Fixation. Thank you. Thankful. Uh, from the Rugby Fixation podcast, please give it a listen. He actually gets, get, gets uh, guests on who know what they're talking about. Well, we get full. So if, you know, oh, pff, yeah, full, I mean, he's top tier. Um, exactly. Thanks, I, yeah, don't you know, not <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Ant and, and brings the, the Sharks' perspective. Oh, Ben's okay. Ben just talks about playing ben golf. Ben doesn't count as a guest, Ben's. <laughs> Ben's on more than you, Ant. Oh, but I know, he's, he's, his life's such a beach, he always feels like a guest, you know, just sitting in, <laughs> doing his thing, you know, it's not, oh, not his day job. Uh, uh, I don't know if Ben will listen to this. Hi, Ben. And, and if you no, are, he will, because he, leaves com- he generally leaves comments on SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, he I think he's like he the does. one guy who actually listens every week, especially if he's not on. Yeah. No, no, he is. He is very good uh, on that. So yes, previews. And first, let's kick things off figuratively with the Highlanders. So Phil, and obviously, if you, uh, I assume you've been to Savage for those out there, Phil's just going to run through uh, major ins and outs, key players, if who who the Highlanders can least afford to be injured. And uh, just one or two young prospects he has his eye on. I'll be listening intently also draft, thinking about your draft work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, please, please tell us a bit about the Highlanders. Sure. I'll, I'll just give you a, a whole overview, I think. Um, I can't remember what the categories were already. Um, <laughs> but, okay, one. actually, there are the major ends. I think the number one for me and the most exciting is Solomon Alemalo at the back. Mm. Um he moved away from the Chiefs, which was a bit surprising because generally the Chiefs are seen as, I think, a bit more of an attractive place to play your rugby than the Highlanders, um, especially if you're not from Dunedin. Dunedin's like, you know, the city on the bottom of the South Island, which no one really wants to go to. Um, but it, he, it seems like he moved down south to try and get the starting fullback there. So... He's been playing on the wing for the Chiefs, but he's, um, you know, he's got that sort of tall, lanky figure, which makes he's pretty good under the high ball. So he definitely has potential to be a pretty solid um, fullback. He's already 25 now, so he's not exactly a youngster. But I think last season he wasn't so good for the Chiefs, but the season before that he was like one of the best players in the competition, and he even had people speaking up potential or black uh, spots. So we'll see if he can just really get back on the train and uh, get back to his best for a new team. Um, other than that, they brought back Liam Squire. So he hasn't been there for a couple of years, but he's still only 29. And if he can get back to his best, he'll definitely be an asset. Um, I think he, the most recent reports are that he's not quite 100 at the moment, but he's uh, aiming to be back, you know, for the beginning of the competition. So I think they might try and ease him in, especially because they do have a lot of depth at loose forward, which we'll maybe touch on a bit more. Um, and other than that, 
they're sort of, they made a relatively big acquisition, seeing that he's an Australian international in Jermaine Ainsley at um, mm-hmm. tight head prop. So he, I think he'll probably come straight into the starting lineup, at least um, rotating a fair bit with Tokalahi, who's been mm-hmm. pretty um, solid and been a, a, a mainstay in their team for a while without, you know, doing uh, anything too exciting. So I think Ainsley um, will start with Ash Dixon. You know, he's uh, over 100 caps, super rugby caps. So he'll be, cool um, if he has anywhere near as good a season as he had last year, he'll be right up there with Besokas in the competition. Um, and their other big acquisition, who hopefully he'll be um, around for the beginning of the season, is uh, Kazuki Himeno. So... He's, he only signed a one-year contract, and he had some visa issues, and obviously COVID also made things a little bit difficult. But they also said they're hopeful that he'll at least be ready for the beginning of the season, even though he hasn't been able to do preseason with the rest of the squad. Um, so, yeah, those are the, the big acquisitions. In terms of losses, they haven't lost too, too much. They lost Dylan Hunt, who was their... He's been one of their best, I guess, open sides... Um, over the last few years, he's gone up to the Blues, but they replaced him with Billy Harmon, who mm, that's a was good prob- probably the least spectacular of the Crusaders players that they could have got. But he's solid. Yeah, and we'll mm. see. We'll see how he does. Um, and they also got Fetuli Paia from the Crusaders, um, but as a centre, and I think that's partly because they've lost Rob Thompson, Rob Thompson, and uh, Ty Walden, who have. Sit, like being their centers for you know that they've been around at least for like the last five or ten years even yeah, i don't know I've exactly but seems... i don't know who i'm gonna draft anymore you've got to i've got to pick new centers now because i don't know who i'm gonna draft tom oh, english right. those are like the classic yeah tom english Solid, rob thompson tay walden those three are gone <laughs> and those are the three yeah. centers i know i mean yeah so even in terms of who they're going to start at center it's a bit up in the air at the moment they've they've got um Thomas Umanga Jensen, who hasn't mm. quite had the chance to shine as much as Peter, who played who played mm. Blair against and made the All Blacks, so perhaps he'll get a chance. At, I think he's more of a 12. And then Fatuli Paia is pr- possibly getting a look in at 13. They still have Milner Scudder at the back, who didn't play too much last year, but um, I saw that they've given him a bit more of a break, so he hasn't yet started preseason, along with their All Blacks, uh, Frizzell and Aaron Smith, and then Ash Dixon's also had a bit of a break, so in terms of fantasy, maybe keep an eye on, they might get East back in, so maybe not starters from the beginning. But um, mm. yeah, no, it's looking pretty exciting. I think they've spoken about trying to get uh, Josh starting from the beginning, because he had a bit of a slow start last year and he wasn't fully fit, so he wasn't firing on all cylinders, but if they, I mean, the other big thing is that Aaron is gone, and um, what's his name is now the head coach. Uh, mm. Help me out here. I've forgotten his name. Tony Brown. Uh, previous assistant. Tony Brown. Thanks. Right, so yes. Tony Brown is taking the lead. So I think most of the exciting ideas came from him. Like even last year, in terms of their backline player, it was for me the Highlanders have always been super exciting to watch just because of that. So I think with him in charge, hopefully it's not too much of a good thing where you know the whole team is just trying to do too much uh, without that sort of sort of solid base. But um, they have a pretty exciting team. They've made some pretty good acquisitions. You know, loose forwards alone, they have, um, you know, such a good, so many good options. 
um, that they have, yeah, you know, a, a lot to work with. And also just to mention, um, I think he was the player of the tournament in the Mida 10 Cup last year, Falao Fakatava. Um, he's been spoken about for a couple of seasons now, but he's mm. he's been behind Aaron Smith, obviously, in the Highlanders pecking order. But I think this is the year we're going to give him more time, just because Aaron Smith is obviously winding down, but also because he had such a phenomenal season for Hawks Bay last year. Mm. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm yeah, I'm quite confident in their in how they're going to do. Um, obviously, the Crusaders are likely to run away with the whole thing, and the Blues have looked good. But I would I would be happy and confident to say that they'll come third this year in the in Super Rugby RTRO. No, I think that's very fair. Uh, I think the Highlanders showed that on their day they could beat anybody. Oh, sorry, that's any New Zealand team, really, but they have a better chance than most. Um, I, I do think, I, like I see, obviously, the first five list, they got uh, Josh, uh, uh, Iwani, uh, and Mitchell Hansen. Maybe Iwani will play at 15 uh, with Alamalo. Uh, and why am I just here? John and Nareki. Also yes, on the wings. John and Nareki, I think. He was good last year, so he should turn on. Yeah, and Alamalo, they've just brought him in. Koroi, he's he's playing sevens. And then Sam Gilbert, yep. Punavai, and Garden Bash are all very inexperienced. I think it's sense that you forgot the obvious choice. Scott Gregory, dude. The legend <laughs> says Scott Gregory. I, 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 still don't, I still don't think he's ever played center. When he played last year, he was always like fullback or yeah. you know, no, dropping the ball no, no, the high ball. So yeah, they have him in midfield. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. We uh, we but, still have to go and check all of our positions. We've got a player list on our database. Yeah, uh, uh, Sir Tomkinson. Sir Tomkinson will probably Sir be. Sir he's, he's locked. Yeah, he's in still the, around. And then and then Michael Collins. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I think right. they're pretty sorted. Uh, okay. They definitely no, have options. Yeah, it's just none of them really stick I, out as like you know compared to the other team center options. Yeah. Yeah, I do wonder about Lucy's though. They've got so many. You got Frizzell, Lenchies, yeah. who was the captain before he broke his uh, leg. Harmon, Himeno, yeah. uh, Mikola Etu'u, uh, and then Ben Nicholas and Squire. So, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, you would assume Mikola Etu'u's lock from last year starting, and Himeno maybe will cover, cover at lock. But even at lock, Perry Perry Pockets and Josh Dixon. And so, yeah. from a fantasy perspective, I'm not. I wouldn't be too quick to choose. I guess Frizzell would be one yeah. you'd target. Yeah, but that's the thing about Yeah, Matt. You'd think Jimeno is a lock for somewhere because he wouldn't just come for a year not to play right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it is a tough one. I think um, I know that Perry Perry Parkinson is injured for a bit, so he won't start. So perhaps pushing sure. someone to lock is is an option. I mean, even Frizzell can play lock. Um mm. I like Lenchies, he's still recovering from that really bad. I think he broke his ankle. Um, yeah. right, hopefully, cool. he'll, hopefully he'll be back soon. But even Harmon, like you, to persuade someone to leave the Crusaders and come play for you, you think you have a pretty good chance of making the team. So especially mm-hmm. because he's really the only clear open side option. So yeah. um, I think with guys like Squire, they might take a bit more time to come back. Prezel, he's generally been pretty good for the Highlanders. It's also a bit hot and cold but like at super rugby he seems you know like it's he's much more comfortable with that level so if i had to predict i guess for the first match i think it would be um michele two at eight Harmon at seven and probably 
Frizzell at six mm-hmm. with him just because Jimeno is also he hasn't been able to integrate as mm-hmm. quickly as he would like because of all the issues. Yeah, and uh, at some point there'll be an injury. Uh, so squad depth is super important. Well, thanks, Phil. That was a very comprehensive preview for for the Highlanders. So I will be chatting about the Brumbies, which in years past have always been spoken about as the mightiest forward pack in Australia. Um, yeah, the forward pack's still pretty good this year. So um, it's in terms of ins and outs, most importantly. Um, in the front row, they really haven't lost much. Uh, they lost uh, Shambhaka Vui. He went to Mitsubishi, down in Bulls, uh, and they brought in Archer Bowles from the eastern suburbs. But you got to look at the, the obvious suspects of Alan Alatoa, uh, Scottia, James Slipper. Uh, those will be your guys. Uh, they'll be covering Fred Road Hooker, Flaufeninger, the impregnable Flaufeninger. He'll be the guy to watch. Conor McInray will be providing backup. Um, out at lock, they lost Murray Douglas and Blake Anderson. So quite a lot of experience. Um, I think the the guy that they brought in is James Tucker from the Blues. He's also played played a little bit overseas as well, but didn't hasn't played that much. But you probably look at like the guys like Kelly Neville and Darcy Swain. They'll be starting uh, at flank. They lost Will Miller. He retired, um, but they brought in a couple of guys to help us obviously depth there. But um, Robert Ventil and Tom Cusack will be key there. Uh, number eight, Lacrim McCaffrey. He went to Japan. So, Simon's your man. Uh, big one is Scrum Half Joe Powell's gone, but they got Nick White. Off swap. Chilled. Um, fly halves, same centers. You've got uh, Kern Drani. He left for the force. Um, so, it centers the interesting one where, where they might have some issues. Iris Simone, he's definitely probably a lot to start. Um, they did bring in, uh, what's this guy's name? Yeah, Reese. Uh, uh, it's a pine from Norths, and there's also they have listed here Len um, Ikital, but he is a baby, so I don't, I don't know if he'll get much action. Uh, at then wing Tony Puli went to the force, so you got sort of Manakata anyway. Tom Wright, Tom Wright, you maybe might see some service at centre, um, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I know he has played there a little bit, so we'll see. And then obviously at the back, no changes there. Um, so in terms of, I'm just trying to think what the other ones were. Lean in the back, like in the back back row, like yeah, like just numbers wise, it's lean. Like three injuries and they actually might not even have a full team. Yeah, I'm just having a look at the back row. Yeah, you're right. They got Rory Scott, Valentini, Sami Raymond. No, 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 not new-ish. that one. Oh, well, that row too, but I meant like back line. Sorry. Oh, sorry. My my bad. I just put a back line. Yeah. Like the back no, row and the right, back hey? line. They're, like their squad's no. bare bones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like watch. we lost a couple of those like squad players, you know, like um, what was that flank's name? McCaffrey. Um, <laughs> and Miller. Yeah, and, McCaffrey and uh, Miller. Yeah, Miller. I was like, Will, Will Miller, like, because he played a fair bit, but now, because Kusak, like, I don't think he was, like, given as much of a start, and now it seems like he's going to be expected to be one of the sort of, you know, main players. Yeah, there's been beyond uh, Valentini, Samu, and Cusack. I mean, there's Jerome Brown as well. But uh, you get an injury to particularly Samu. It's like they have a problem at eight. He provides a lot of that go-boy ball. Uh, scrum yeah. off is stacked, actually. Like, Lonegren's not bad. He, he's yeah, pretty actually, good. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's uh, quite promising. Yeah, when he comes off the bench. Uh, Nick White will obviously lead the way. Um, Vlahovs have got no low Lisa. He's good. And then um, Bailey, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Uh Quenzel. 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 I don't know. I, I, I've read that he also might 
uh, play at inside center because they're rating mm. quite highly, but obviously ah, Valencia okay. is. Uh, uh, I think they're for ten, you. Yeah, he's ten. Yes, he's one to watch. Um, I guess in terms of players that if they've got injured, they have a problem. Definitely Samu. Uh, that's 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 very easy. Spot and it sounds odd, but first Kader Neville. But also at lock, they're very thin. Um, prop actually all right. But um, also Alan Alatour, just because he plays like 80 minutes every game, so yeah, if he goes true. down, because <laughs> I think at the on the other side they have Sio and Slipper like pretty yeah, much rotating. Yeah. yeah, but I mean Slipper can play both sides. No, but Not you don't want that, you don't want to do that at super rugby level. Well, yeah, I guess Aussie forward packs they'll be okay. It's just when they hit trans has when they run into problems. I think that's uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes. Um, yeah, in terms of youngsters. Well, as you mentioned, Bailey uh, Conzile. Um That's an interesting one, especially if he plays inside, inside centre. Uh, that'll, that'll be one to watch uh, as well. I'm just also interested to know. I mean, Iris Simone, I think this is his fourth or fifth season. Yeah. So, and I know a few years ago he was really rated. New South Wales dominated the Aussie Cup and then then, then fell off. Uh, so yeah, those those are the guys to watch. In terms of where they finish, uh, in terms of the Aussie rankings, second. Behind the Reds, I just think the Reds. I, are the Reds. Bit... I mean, yeah, I think so. It's an interesting we one though, because but... we call the you call the Brumbies second, but I mean they take two injuries and their season tanks quite horribly. <laughs> and yeah. like it's super rugby, they are gonna get they are gonna see two injuries. Like you don't even need like vital, like it doesn't even need to be Samu. Oh uh, shit, well, dude, I mean Nick White, that's he's the major import. Mm-hmm. In fairness. Um, but I mean, who who have the Reds bought in? Who who? What makes you think that the Reds are going to be so much better this year? They've got uh, Zane Mongo. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, we still we still got some time, so we can do a bit of a Reds preview. We can do Reds uh, as well fact. while we're busy. Okay. Yeah, um, we we can just between all of us. But look, I mean, yeah. To answer my own question, I don't think they've made any like big acquisitions, but because they had a, such a young team, I think just you know working together for a whole season means that they're going to bring like. You know, it's go- they're going to be so much better this year because they have they're such a young team and they're all growing. Yeah, so um, the really Reds, the, the only yeah. person the Reds brought in from not NRC or club or something is Ben Grant from yeah. the Force. Mm. The rest are all child acquisitions. That, uh, I suppose <laughs> didn't call. they? Didn't they have like a league guy? I'm trying to remember his name. So, oh yeah, he's, he's um, in the backs. Um, um, Sulasasi Vinabalu. Yes, okay. he's, he's, clearly, he's clearly on Adam's list. Uh, uh, <laughs> value, yeah. What? We <laughs> um, looking at the Reds. I think weirdly enough, the one area they maybe might struggle a little bit is a prop, because they've got Harry Hooper and Farfa Katoa and Taliana Tupu. They've got Nongo. Nongo yeah. and Tupu are tight and fixed. What do you tell me? You know also, about Nongo? Also, Tupu plays like a hundred minutes, even if the game's only eighty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the last dev... They just leave him on the field for half-time. I mean, (laughs) I guess I can run through the ends of that. Ed Craig went, he's the major one from the hooker, but they got good cover there. They got Piango, Mosa, and Murphy. At lock, they they lost Hawkins. There'll be tears. Uh, The major one is Isaac Rotter, obviously Mm -hmm. after the whole fallout from the salary cut. He's left. So at lock, you're looking at um, Sadaka Lotto and Angus Blythe. Yeah, which is not so terrible for l- Australia. It's not terrible. It's not yeah. great, but it's not no, bad. Yeah. Still, yeah. I mean, I think these guys that they lost, they lost for this, or not this year, they lost for 2022 after the, at least after Super Rugby, right? So mm-hmm. they, for the Super Rugby Australia, they were playing without 
Hawkins and um and uh, Arada the anyway. Just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. So your flank you got I mean you got Harry Wilson, he's more of an eight. They don't want to listen to his flank. Uh Liam Wright, also the very experienced Angus Scott Young. He he's played a lot. Uh, and a very um, right too, who's very good. Mm. Uh yeah, we got Sir Uru at eight. Uh let's see at eight. No, eight they're fine. Uh, sorry, scrum half. They got uh, McDermott Rovi mm. for half they're fine. Uh, center, uh, they, they lost Chris Farai yeah. Satia and Isaac Lucas. So, yeah, looking at center, Satia was already wasn't he early with Rodder, or am I misthinking? Uh, Isaac uh, Lucas definitely was, he left, yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke, Lucas yeah. was the guy, was it he, Lucas? He pissed off. Uh, yeah, but they've got Pitaya, uh, Pisami, Paisami. Uh, yeah, so all these guys should be getting better because you know they are, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, ba- babies. I guess other than O'Connor, who's like the old man of the team. Yeah, <laughs> he's still not even thirty. Well, he he might be having looked. Uh, and then at wing spate, he went to Biritz, but that's not as well as Yeah, but he's I mean, highly rated. Vinivalu, they got Campbell, they got Dagunu, they fine. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and they've Campbell's got Brad Fine still coaching, which as I think yeah, as long as he doesn't kick. And Bryce Hegarty, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he's on the squad list here. I was looking at, and then Jack Hardy. No, but Bryce Higgins uh, is yeah. there. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he is. He was confirmed on the Sanzo site because I'm assuming you're looking at the Wikipedia list. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's a little bit inaccurate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think about the Reds' key player. Um, Zane Mongo. Uh, for me, O'Connor, I think, just yeah. because mm, if they lose him, actually, I have to you know, Spot on. Stewart or Hegarty or someone like that at um, Flyhoff. So, so without yeah. him, they lose so much. I, I, I think also Locke, Soto Carlotto, mm-hmm. um, he, he's key. They don't seem to have a lot of depth there as well. But yeah, I'd spot on. I think O'Connor's mm-hmm. the good one. Um, I mean, there's tons of youngsters. I guess Soto Sassi, but if I was interesting to watch, but often league guys do take some time to, That's to they adapt. put him on wing so he can adapt a lot easier. He doesn't have to deal oh. with any contact. Just run it. Oh, Just well, run it straight. In, in, in a slightly weak Africa, uh, Aussie conference versus New Zealand, uh, he could make some hay. I mean, I'd say they finish first. I, I just think I they're kicking the Reds, a little bit. Mm, the Reds will finish first. Yeah. Nice. I mean, they play attacking right B. Um, Tate McDermott, he'll be hot property, I think, in draft as well. Scores lots of tries. Hot number. Ooh. Uh, maybe <laughs> second round. <laughs> Coming with a bit of questions, maybe second round. I mean, I, I think just the way that our system works, I think scrum are going to be a bit hotter property because it's, yeah, anyway, yeah. I've said too much. Oh, wait, uh, so I've actually got to get a scrum off this. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, do yeah. We, should we just knock out the Crusaders and then call it a day on previews because they're the only outstanding side now? Might as well, hey, and they're pretty simple to do. Yeah, um, very similar. Yeah, because so, they're just so, so big losses, Billy Harmon. <laughs> Huge loss. <laughs> Huge loss, Billy Harmon and, and Hugh Roach. No, Hugh? no, Hugh Roach. Hugh Roach. Um, yeah. Anyone else? Nice. I'm just having a look here. Oh, fuck, uh, they picked up Josh, Josh McKay. Yeah, he's a weird one. I he, yeah, he, he's injury replacement for Braden in all. Just in case, and all won't play New Zealand. Sorry, no, no. He's like really. He, he's like if you ever watch Canterbury play, and might he's one of the standout players. Um, but he, for some reason, never really 
to the Highlanders, so I'm surprised they didn't let him go. But I guess they replaced him with Alemalo, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he can make work at the Crusaders. He's still supposed to be one of the in New Zealand, so perhaps this is time to shine. He came in as an injury replacement. Um, same with the uh, I, for the Highlanders. Um, what's his name? Bahakolo, because he, he was one of the best players on my team, and he was a late mm-hmm. injury call-up to their squad, so he might also take the... I mean, even Severis, you know, in his first season, he was only an injury replacement, mm-hmm. and then he just mm-hmm. took the chance and never looked back. So perhaps it will be Josh McCarthy's year. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, I mean, oh God, we mean it's, it's going to chat often about the starting team, but Andrew McAuley has been in, he's, and he's out for the entire season. Yeah. Yeah, so Brady, McC- Brady McAllister will be the backup to Cody Taylor in that respect. I'm just looking through the squad list, apart from one to vomit, because I just got so much depth. Uh, I reckon the second team can make a good run for the Aussie Conference uh, if you gave the them main, a chance. The main question for the Crusaders is how does their first choice back line uh, look? And so do you think that Hibidi uh... is going to be pushed to 12, or do you think he's going to start at 15? And then will Jordan start at 14 without being up to start of 15. Call it, Adam. Make your call. Make okay, it. I'll just Put run through the back line. I'll start with... The, 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 yeah, I will put my cards on the tafel. I mean, I'll start with Bryn Hall. It seems like Drummond more of an impact player, but you might see more time from here. It's at Hall, Moanga, obviously. Um, I guess I'd be... And then at 12... Let's try to think. I mean, Goodhue's a 13. No, Goodhue... Yeah, just... played a lot of 12, yeah. Yeah, good here for a shift at 12. I wonder if we'll see the Avili at 13, hey? Um, this dance for Cloud didn't do badly. Um, when we've seen Havili shift to center, he's normally been at 12. But I think the main question is, yeah, will mm. he play 12 or will he play 15? 12. Okay, I'll make my call. He'll play 12. Good here at 13. But good here is better at 13 than 12. Um, in, in just in my very uneducated opinion. Oh, but they're back on. I want to vomit. There's such such good talents here. I don't know why even Isaiah Punivar is there. Um, yeah, Reese at 14. Uh, I guess you've got to go with George Bridge. He knows it was a bit disappointing last year. And then Jordan at 15. I think you've got to play Jordan I think, in his best I think, I think Bridge is out for the whole of Atera. He might be back yeah. for the Quartet Trans Trans Draft Nelson. No way. So. <laughs> so don't pick George Bridge. First or round, do, George actually. Bridge. First, first round. Yeah. First round. Forget George what I said. Uh, I'm really googling, really googling this. You just changed my entire draft strategy, Phil. I've said too much. You can't invite me on this close to the draft. I'm giving away too much. Phil, we should have a social oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point. Uh, oh, this is why I was invited. It all he makes injured sense. His, he injured yeah, look, his. Look, I haven't actually made any research yet. So well done, Phil. That's the first thing I'm going to write down. Don't take George Bridge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> also, uh, so don't take uh, Richie Moanga. He so he'll be out for six months. Brett Cameron, uh, yeah, he'll be out in March. Is Brett Cameron going to be the surprise fly-off of the season? Let me go to my spreadsheet here and delete George Bridge uh, for now. Um, yes, I have a spreadsheet. I'm ready this year. Oop, big big gap. No, um, what you got to do is pull the fill and just arrive with last year's tea, last year's notes, and then just hope that hope to hope that they still apply. <laughs> <laughs> they um, if it's the Crusaders, okay. they should. Yeah. Ah, well, if he's out, ah, oh, Peru, they've got Leicester fine. They've got solid. He's so good. Yep. He's so good. Do my like, eyes deceive you? Does it say Rene Ranger? Team. And they've got Rene Ranger, yeah. yeah they do. 
Jesus Christ. I, I feel like he's more of a team mascot at this point. Surely. <laughs> Surely. Surely. Um, I'm just, the... I'm super excited for Cutting Grace. Um, I think I can draft him, but we'll see. I'm a little because... bit sad we can't draft full teams. But you fine. had Cullen Grayson at the start of last year, I think, right? Yeah. That's why you love him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, he's my boy. I've watched him play I had a lot, Tom so. Christie, it was nice, yeah. And I obviously <sighs> had Will Jordan. So then when we were playing Salary League, it just wasn't the same when like everyone had him. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> not the same. It's not the same. Draft you get like, ah, oh, this is my child. Don't talk to me or my child ever again. But yeah. Yeah. Salary, it's just, it's <laughs> horrid. I, I wonder if Manasseh Mataeli... We'll get some game time. I mean, he's the forgotten man. He was. It was his injury that introduced the world world to Xavier Reese. In a way, I mean, everyone, like some people knew about it, but, and Reese would have gone to Ireland if it wasn't for his domestic battery charges he faced. He was already in the newspapers for sure. But yeah, yeah in terms yeah. of mainstream, like proper. I think Mataeli might be injured. You might have to check that one. But uh, <laughs> or like, draft him any. Draft draft him draft anyway. Him anyway draft yeah. him anyway. I would. I was not <laughs> going to draft him. Oh, something I forgot to say. James Parsons retired. Oh, shit, yeah. um, from concussion. But don't you love Kurt Eklund? I do. <laughs> the, big, the, the big mystery is, is he in the squad? It, like, most people are suggesting that he is in the team. He is still listed. On the Blues website, yeah, he is. So that's the uh, thing. With Arson's injury, it's, yeah. It happened, Lock. yeah. He, he, he announced his retirement after they announced their squad. So that's why he's still in the squads, obviously. Yeah. Right. But yeah, uh, he's one of those guys who seems like he's been there for at least ten years, if yeah. not more. Well, he's been at least ten of my draft teams. <laughs> Over my dead body. What do you mean? But do, do we need to roll, roll back out the historic <laughs> records where I've had Parsons? You know he's talking about uh, James Parsons, right? <laughs> yeah, I've owned Parsons at some point. Been disappointed, okay. sold him, and then he does well for every other manager. Yeah. Who, who owns him? Um, who, who, Matt, who do you think the first uh, four picks are going to be and in what order? Um, As we wrap up, we've got a couple of minutes. It's going to be Taniela Tupo, Zane Nongo, <laughs> <laughs> Nick White. I like how he, it sound, almost like sounds like he has a key in his name. It does, eh? It's cool. I like it as a name. It's quite sweet. Um, yeah, Nick White, and then fourth, George Bridge, because that's your. You're gonna obviously be drawing fourth, Adam. Oh, uh, why? I might, I might have a different position this year. My name, I think, is quite good. What's your name? I will not tell you. You, you should ask Twitter to see if they think it's good. Uh, I, I don't really have that kind of pull uh, on Twitter, really. Um, I, okay. I, keep, I, I keep it pretty chilled. I mean, Will Jordan will be first. I think that's pretty easy to guess, uh, in my opinion. Okay, interesting. Uh, um, yeah, then Richie Mwanga, I think, will be in the first four picks. Uh, the, the two biggest questions for me is where does McDermott get picked and where does Tupac get picked? Well, I'm, I'm in Ant. the first four. Tupac's going in the first four, I'm just saying. Why, yeah. <laughs> Why are you worried about Ant? Ant's got a bit of a hard on for Daniela Tupac. If he's there, you so, so, uh, so if Ant was after you, if you had fourth pick and he had fifth pick, would you take Tupo? <laughs> I don't know. It's just also he, he's playing the Aussie conference first, so he'll dominate. Yes, Aussie players maybe if you if you look at it in the entirety versus New Zealand, they're okay, but they'll be beating each other up. 
There were a lot of Brits who got high scores in Super Rugby Australia. Yeah. 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 Like Wilson, um, Sonny the fullback, uh, his name escapes me, but he did very well. Makes shit tons of running meters. Anyway, um, I think that will wrap it up for, for this episode. You didn't ask Phil who he's for. Bands, you have... <laughs> Phil would never tell me, would you? I think you're pretty spot on with the first two, at least. Um, they would be in my top four, maybe not the first two. But um, you're showing me a bit of leg there, Phil. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I can't go past Crusaders, so I'd probably have um, Havilia and one else. I haven't I haven't yet made my spreadsheet, so I don't know. But I'm looking at Crusaders. Hmm. Uh, even Scott Barrett. Locks are very thin. Sorry, on so the ground. Uh, uh, Joe Moody. Then I'll update mine. Joe Moody is also in the top four. Nick White's out. Uh, Fergus, Fergus, Fergus Lee Warner. If he's down as a lock for us, of course. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we we keep you on on that as well. I'm, assu- I'm assuming your um, brother's going to come in with these like listed demands of who needs to get changed to where. I'm just waiting for that <laughs> to happen. I think once he realizes that we're playing, he's uh, he's not quite on the ball yet. I might okay. have to just remind him, him that there are centers that just remind him there's centers to get shifted <laughs> to, to other positions. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. we also got we also have a new player in, in Richard, who, yep. who, who we don't know him. I don't think his, you, his I, first pick will be as disastrous as mine, but um, I don't he'll think be all right. he's a podcast listener, so yeah, I don't so think we can, he, we have to give away to anything. So it's fine. No, yeah. I think. Well, I've seen him play wingspan, so he's he plays wingspan all right. So I think he'll do okay at draft. <laughs> yeah, and he's good at quizzes. Random quizzes, he he does he does quite well. Um, all right, sorry, I veered off a yeah. little bit of a topic. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Well, that, that, obviously, I can talk about fantasy a lot. Um, I, I have I have been messaging, messaging Mitch as well. He's my, he's my confidant. So I'll message him some more. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Drive Bands. If you have been listening, thank you very much for listening. We very much appreciate it. Uh, Matt, thanks so much. Um, let's hope in 30 minutes the president gives some good news so you can buy some whiskey. I don't know if you had whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I need more beer. Whiskey, I'm still good for. I've been slow, been slowing oh, down okay. on the whiskey. Yeah, I'm kind of out of wine, so it's a good time. Uh, Full, th- thanks very much for joining us. Always appreciate your time. Thanks um, for me. Yeah, and, and I look forward to trade negotiations going going um, forward. You know, my my door's always open. Mm, yeah, especially mm. the way Adam. Um, as Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> that one year you gave me, I think George Bridge for look on your arm or something like that. So I'm I'm all I'm mm. all there for those sort of offers. Really? Didn't he give no. you current drive? I mean, it hasn't shocked well us like up on the else? years. Yeah, we'll have to go oh, back no. in, the, in the history books and have a look. But it's always been fair. I think so. I think so. <laughs> it's fairly one-sided. Um, we, will... <laughs> we will be back next week. Thanks very much for listening.